the man under the black hat, the voice of wrestling, whether it's WWE and now, of course, with all elite wrestling, his books about his life and all the things he's going through. We welcome in the great Jim Ross. Jim, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Tony. Hey, I love listening to you guys. I'm glad you're back on Big Time Radio, man. I love hearing you. Well, thank you, sir. So let's first of all, let's catch up. You're, in, you're, you're obviously down there, hunkered down in Oklahoma. What's going on in your life now? With, we saw the, the WrestleMania had to do it in their studios in Orlando. What's going on with your life and then also with, uh, with AEW? Well, I adopted one of the exotic shows, Tigers, and that's not going, <laughs> that's not going so well. <laughs> that's right, because yeah. that's where Joe Exotic is from. Right. Have you ever been to a zoo and the guy who replaced him and then moved it to another part of Oklahoma, did that, is that place still open? I think that it is. Uh, to answer your question, no, hell no. I have not gone to Joe Exotic. And by the way, I think he's actually a Texan who snuck across the Red River and infiltrated our state. Well, I, and I do. I, he was also born in Kansas, so we can't take all the blame for village idiot. I've seen pictures of him in a Longhorns like cap, so I, he might be right. Now, he could be a Texan. It's an outrage. Yeah, yeah. they're sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, now obviously, you know, you're with the AAW. That's been going on this year on TNT. So what's the latest on, on that? Because we mentioned the WWE, and they did the WrestleMania over two nights over the weekend. Yeah. A lot of people watched it because there's not much sports on. Even though there's some complaints and there's some people that liked it, it was still entertainment. What's going on with your organization now? It's doing good. You know, we're uh, building momentum. We have a great partnership with, uh, with TNT and, and uh, all those nice folks there in Atlanta. Uh, Wednesday night. Matter of fact, hell, that's tonight. It is tonight. Uh, Eight, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, if anybody cares uh, about the 7 Central. And, well, they should. That's my time zone. <laughs> so uh, we're doing fine, man. We are, we're like a young expansion football team. We're playing. We're, we're competing with everybody else in the business, including the big dog in the yard, WWE, who, by the way, I will say, did an amazing job of having all those matches in these uh, closed sets and no audience. And for the talent to go out there and bust their ass, do what they did, uh, I, I got to tip my black hat. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't see much of it. I saw some of the highlights. And, you know, people were criticizing some of the bouts. And, you know, when you have that kind of situation where you have two nights of nonstop action, it's got to be hard for everything to go off perfectly, especially without the audience. And that's got to be the hardest thing to do, especially in a performance, which is entertainment and athleticism at the same time. Yeah, because they feed off the crowd, too, Exactly. Right? Well, you know, they're like, you know, like anybody else, any other entertainer. If you're a comedian, you want to hear laughter. Mm-hmm. If you're a singer, you want to get an ovation. You want to get the crowd into your music. And I did a match, a show, the first show with no uh, audience down in uh, Orlando. Uh, was it Orlando? No, Jacksonville. I'm oh, sorry, Jacksonville. Uh, like the state right. I'm old. Come on. Uh, <laughs> state right, for God's sake. But anyway... Uh, I'm a monitor guy. I don't. I don't normally wander around and look at the ring or uh, around much unless there's something I really need to. This cameraman didn't get. I'm a monitor guy, so my head's down. I'm not really looking at it, and the cameramen are shooting tight, so it's a different breed of cat. But if you rise your levels up a little bit, if you're fighting your other guys to get in and get over, to be heard, then uh, it's okay. You know, it can be done. We're broadcasting. That's what the hell we do. Exactly right. Jim Ross joins us. Uh... Under the Black Hat, and, you know, you had a chance to write your memoir. I mean, obviously you had an unbelievable career, and it's still going strong now. 
in Oklahoma and in wrestling. You are. Everybody knows Jim Ross. You got the barbecue sauce. I mean, you got so many things going on. But this book is, a, is an unbelievable look back at all the things, the highs and the lows of your life. When did you decide to write this, Jim? I wrote my first book, Slobberknocker, uh, two years ago. It came, it came out in the fall of 17. My wife got killed in March of 17. And uh, I, I was finishing the book at that time. So I finished Slobberknocker there. But my autobiography stopped at WrestleMania 15, if you can believe that. They just had 36. So my, uh, my book stopped there, the first book. I picked it right back up. It's like I used to try to write an episodic television show. It's just chronological progression of my life. And it included the Attitude Era, the, war, the Monday Night Wars, and all that good stuff. And, you know, having a couple of bouts of belts, palsy, get fired two or three times. Uh, you know, and uh, most, but most significantly, obviously, no pun, you know, not joking, but was losing my wife from about 30 seconds, a 30 second walk from where I'm sitting right now in my living room. So that was a, it's got a lot of stories in it and it's all true. And, you know, I talk about, you know, I'm human. I've made mistakes over the years. I talk about first time ever talk about self-medicating. God almighty. How many of our friends do we know, Tony, uh, that have self-medicated their ass almost out of business? Uh, Pretty much everybody I've ever known in the business, Jim. Yeah. And it's sad. But so I, I, I have this sleep apnea that's undiagnosed. Un, uh, so I'm, uh, when I finally get it diagnosed and I move back to Oklahoma, I stopped sleeping 66 times in an hour. Wow. So I had a bad My wife, told, you know, she tipped off the, our doctor. I think he stops breathing at night. What? So uh, I had a sleep test, and that's what they discovered that stuff. But I couldn't sleep. So now I'm taking Ambien for like 10 years. It's so stupid. And one of my doctors kept giving it to me. And then I finally go to WebMD or something. It's a temporary diagnosis for uh, insomnia or whatever. Ten years. That ain't, that, ain't, mm. that ain't temporary. So then what I did, when the ambient started to loosen up a little bit, I chased it with a Xanax. And then when the Xanax tolerance built up, I would chase it with Crown Royal. So I was on my way to dying and just trying to do my job. When, you get to, when you're a performer and you're at a certain age, God dang it, man. The paranoia and the self-doubt is a bitch. Sorry. That's okay. Jim Ross joining okay us. Now. Harry Mays, Tony Bruno here on Sirius XM 211. Harry's, you know, Harry, we always used to, we were big wrestling guys. Oh, yeah. I'm not much locked in with the newer guys. I mean, obviously, a lot of the guys that, that we know and you grew up with with the Stone Colds and all of those guys, The Rock. Yeah. You name them, Cena. Those guys were all huge. And you go way, way back to the beginning with, you know, when the wrestling thing came back. In Tampa, Florida in particular, were those guys down there. Right, with all those great performers that you interviewed. I mean, part of the, the big part of wrestling is the interview and sort of developing the character. Who was the performer that was just, that you remember was being a natural right out of the gate? Well, he was already doing his thing. Rick Flair can't be beat on the microphone. Because uh, that's just the way he is at Happy Hour. The hell is this Rick? <laughs> Rick never played a character. He, just, he was always Richard Flair. Just call him Rick. Call him the nature boy. Uh Dwayne Johnson, from from moment one that I met him, I, I, when I was recruiting Dwayne to come to WWE, he had just been cut by the Calgary Stampeders, the CFL. And he, his dad was a great wrestler, Hall of Famer. His grandfather, father, the high chief Peter Maivia, was a great wrestler. So he's a third-generation guy. He should have got it. But he had this skill that we all see now on the big screen or wherever you turn your TV on. Uh, he had it, man. I We were sitting there having a... a I remember what we had for, this is so significant to me. We had grilled chicken, black beans, and, and rice. 
So I said, pull a line out of Harry Van Sally, I'll have what he's having. So then he's sitting there in a, in a tank top. Thank God I wasn't because the restaurant would have probably been exited very quickly. <laughs> J.R. to tank top ain't the look I'm looking for. So I'm sitting there and talking to him. So every woman, seemingly every woman in the damn place, came by to want, and wanted to know if we wanted more to drink. <laughs> and most of them wanted to know those, that answer didn't even work there. They were guests. They want to get close to the great one. And so uh, then I'd have some guys come by the table, hey, JR, what are you doing here? I'm trying to recruit this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then they shot the breeze of rock. I saw that everybody liked it. But man, he was a natural from the word go, fellas, mm-hmm. ladies. Hey, hey, uh, how you doing, Miss, 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 uh, Miss uh, Young Lady? I am great. She was. She heard you talking about you in a tank top, and then she like I know, lost I, the train I, of thought. I did. I, I was imagining it in my head, and well, my nipples got hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know and me both. Maybe I don't want to know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just a poor Oklahoma guy. I'm isolated. I'm down here hunkered down. You know, and just. Uh, I'm eating my own cooking. I'm laughing at my own jokes. I think I'm losing my mind. I'm not traveling right now because. I'm 68, and our owner, Tony Khan, who he and his dad own the Jacksonville Jaguars, says you're too valuable to the team. I can't uh, hope for you to get sick, so you just stay home for a few weeks. Oh, okie dokie. Hmm. Now, while you're, right. down, while you're at home doing this, you could watch uh, Mike Gundy uh, make some news down there in the great state of Oklahoma. <laughs> the Mullet is uh, quite the character. He, he would be a great pro wrestling manager. Yeah, he would. He, he pisses off everybody at the most unique times. And so organically, you know, him saying, well, we're, we're going to be uh, doing this, uh, we're going to, football's going to be open for on May 1st. Well, you're an idiot. And he really is an idiot. Come on. He's, he's got that hair thing. He, he's got an image he's trying to uphold. Now he's saying today, listen to this, today he says he's going to build a 125-room mansion on his farmland, ranch land near Stillwater, so that they can have that as their training, summertime training camp. I don't know what he's, he's, he's smoking some good stuff, man. Wow. I don't know what the deal is with this guy. Is he hanging out with, did he get Joe Exotic's property down there <laughs> and he figures he's going to use whatever left over because they moved everything out of there? No, I think they went to St. Barbara, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jim, he, he reminds me of the mouth of the South. Who was that guy? Was it, uh, the, he was Jimmy a man. Hart. Jimmy yeah, Hart, yeah, yes. Yeah. Jimmy Hart, yeah. the mouth of the South. <laughs> the, the, the lead singer of the Gentry back in the day. Was he the lead singer of the Drentries who did Keep On Keep On Dancing? Yeah. Wow. I did not know. Remember the song by the Gentries? Keep on dancing. We gotta get that. uh, Robin, can you find Keep On Dancing by the Gentries? (laughs) I love that song. I did not know that was the mouth of the South. Jimmy Hart was the lead singer. I did not know that, Jim. Yeah, and he and he also wrote a lot of the entrance music back in that era uh, for WWF at the time. So he's writing songs. A lot of this work we hear all the time, but we just didn't know who wrote it. But Jimmy was in that that group. Uh, they're Memphis kids, I yeah. believe. Yeah, they are. And uh, and he went to Treadwell High School, and that's where he met my old broadcast partner, Jerry the King Lawler. They went to high school together. Wow. So uh, and then they then, then Jimmy, when the music thing faded, made the music get it, and then he he uh, got into wrestling. He wasn't going to be a wrestler because he weighs. He's like he's like he's like a Marty Fifeside. Speaking of Barney Fife, you know, they played that on one of the episodes. The, the actual video of Keep On Dancing by the Gentries has all the old school uh, TV shows. It's Get Smart there, Get right? Smart. You yeah. had the Adams Family. But the best part is the drums because I have my drumsticks. But they, wait, let, let me just play. We're going to play. Here we go. Keep on. 
Dancing and a Franklin. That was pretty good, Tom. It's a good song. It's a 1965 hit redone by the Bay City Rollers in the 70s. Yeah, but they're not that? as good as the no, Jack Trees, I know, though. I know. <laughs> See, I did not know. That's something I learned, and I thought I knew a lot about movie music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. Jimmy well, you Ross. found out. You found out Jimmy Hart's no rocker. You found out that Joe Exotic, probably from Texas. <laughs> you found out that Exotic and Mike Gundy, the social issue, have the same barber. And you also made, and you also found out that Robin made your nipples hard, but are they pierced like the, like Governor Cuomo of New York? Do you have the little studs in there like he does? The only little stud I got is in my drawers. <laughs> oh, that, that's a drop. We gotta use that. Oh, I, I'm wondering if he has any stories on about another Oklahoman who I like is Blake Shelton. Like, do you have any insight on him? So are you, Jim Ross. The book is out now. It's called Jim Ross Under the Black Hat. The voice of wrestling with Paul O'Brien and uh, great stories about your entire life. And hopefully we get to see you soon. This will all end one day. And uh, we're not going to come down to go to the, Joe Exo- the, the exotic Joe Exotics or the other guy's uh, tiger place. Maybe Gundy's there. Hotel. Maybe, yeah, yeah, 120 yeah. rooms. Yeah. Now I'll come down for that. When that opens up, Jim, I'm going to come down. Mike Gundy, I'll be yelling, I'm a man, I'm, I'm 40. 40, and all the I'm other 40. great, yeah, I'm a man, I'm 40. Wow. Hey, I, 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 got, I got some good news this morning, get, and I know i got to get off here. Uh, I, our, my book is the number one selling sports biography on Yahoo globally. Wow. wow. Roaring Congratulations. Round of applause. Yeah, Congratulations. Roaring round of applause. Jeez. On Amazon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye, safely. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of that. So, as, as, as a, I'll close maybe with this: as the late girl of Monsoon would say, "Don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back." Exactly right. That's a good. Another one. local That's guy was a school teacher here in South Jersey. Was he right? Cherry Hill? Was he? From he, he was Cherry another Hill? Philadelphia yeah. area guy, Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. One of the most mild-mannered, brilliant guys you'll ever mm-hmm. meet or talk to. But in the ring. You know, crazy Luke Graham, we talked about this before, one of my favorite guys. He would do the whole thing. You can't call anybody crazy anymore. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, he would get all riled up. And then George the Animal Steel. I mean, some of the, the legendary guys that Jim all Jim and I grew up with because we're basically in the same age group here, man. Right, yeah. I, I, this book's got great stories about my relationship, my 26-year relationship with one of the most complex geniuses uh, in the world of entertainment and Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. A lot of stories, because nobody was closer to him during that run than me, because I was in charge of the talent roster. I was a player personnel guy. Wow. So my department was hiring all those guys. You know, we hired The Rock and, and Cena and Brock Lesnar and Dave Batista, all these guys. And there's so many more edge. These, so many guys at WrestleMania were guys that, that my team uh, was fortunate enough to sign. So it's been a, a hell of a run. And, and my relationship with Steve Austin, who became the biggest star, the brightest star for that, that certain length of time that we've ever seen. So uh, great stories with him. And I just think people, it's a story of this regular guy that, that, that really lived his dreams and got my fat ass off the farm. So I went from the farm in Oklahoma to the garden in New York City. And it's been a hell of a run.
That's uh, incredible. Hey, Jim, one last thing from me. Uh, you saw that uh, the Gronk won the 24-7 belt the other night at <laughs> WrestleMania. Now, in your yeah. view, you've seen them all. In your view, does he have the, what it takes to be in this for the long haul, or you think this is sort of a, a short-term thing? I think it's a short-term thing because I don't know how committed he would be to, for, to go down to the WWE uh, training camp in Orlando and really apply himself. Hmm. I don't know that he would put himself, but it's, it's, going to be, it's very, very physical. You, you know, the top the guys have been the old. Kurt Angle won a gold medal. He said pro wrestling is tougher than that. Uh, but because of the travel and the, the you're so much, you're, the, the job is so unique. you got to be a showman. you got to be a badass. you got to be an athlete. you got to be an acrobat. You're doing your own stunts here. So I don't know that Gronk is committed. I don't know him. I've never met him. But if he's committed to doing it, athletically speaking, Tony, Hell yeah, he could do about anything he wants to athletically. But it's a mind game and it's a mental thing. So that's, that remains to be seen. The great Jim Ross, always a pleasure to talk to him. It's good to see you when you're in Philly. Miss Robin and I came over, said hi, and, and uh, she's smiling, Jim, because she loves you. And we all love you, man. We all love hey, you. I want you, guys, I want you guys to go to my little website, my little, my little website, jrsbbq.com. You can buy a book there. But if, if Miss Robin places an order, then you text me your order number. I will make everybody very happy. JRSBBQ.com. JRSBBQ. That's JRSBBQ.com. And yep. I need some sauce, too. You, is the sauce still flowing down there? <laughs> Not that kind of sauce. I mean the barbecue sauce. I got two barbecue sauces. I got a chipotle ketchup, jalapeno honey mustard with one mm. gram of sugar. And I've got, it's really healthy, and I got some great seasoning. And we make beef turkey. Oh, by the way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can get a a copy of this hot new book called Under the Black Hat at jrsbbq.com with free shipping and a personalized autograph. How's that, kid? Wow, I didn't even Jeez. get my book that I have wow. personally autographed. Well, you got the preview, Tony. Yeah. It's a hard copy, though. I like, the, I like the, uh, the feel of the cover, though. That's a nice matte finish on there. It's really nice, Jim. Really good stuff. Hey, one thing you guys have been pro voice guys, really professional big-time announcers, I read the audio book. Hardest damn thing I've ever done in my life. Hardest thing. I did voices. I, you know, took us on a little, tried to take a little ride. But, man, when it came to talking about my, my late wife, holy God. Oh, that would be tough. That. That's tough. I wasn't prepared for it. It took me twice as long to read the damn thing because this is going to sound. I should call Blake Shelton and maybe write a song about this. <laughs> I had so many tears in my eyes I couldn't read. Yeah, Pretty no, I, told, I understand. I'm dreading my dad's memorial service that we've had to put on hold because I'm going to need to read something. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through it. Well, yeah, you will, Mr. Rob. You will. Because I'm going to send you from Oklahoma great sauce, great tasting food that's going to put you in a wonderful frame of mind and you'll take your mind off the bad stuff and only focus on those great years. Good, because I just got a new grill and I need to get outside and start cooking, man. <laughs> the great job, Russ. Ball in your court, baby. jrsbbq.com exactly right get the book get the sauce and uh and with us no don't worry about that jim (laughs) thank you again sir good luck and congratulations on the book it's awesome i love old stories from legends who've lived through all of this stuff and you're certainly one of those guys thank you brother i appreciate you guys very much and enjoy aew tonight absolutely tnt tonight eight o'clock eastern seven o'clock central
And what time in the Pacific? I guess they they play it later in, in, in the – they don't play it at 5 o'clock no, Pacific. I doubt that. No, they no. play it at 8 o'clock. It's not good for ratings. Exactly. Jim, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Okay, guys. Be well. Take care. There he is. Let's give him another roaring round of applause. I love him. Yeah, he's great. And I've never, I mean, 